Hi everyone, this is Tech in the City from MediaWorks Studio Network. I'm your host, Yvonne Pilon. You may know me as a girl who loves impromptu adventures, and today we are an impromptu podcast. For all the latest local tech news, make sure to follow Tech in the City hashtag on all social media platforms, or sign up for the WeTech Alliance monthly tech and out newsletter. So as I mentioned today, we are impromptu. I am joined in studio today by three amazing women who joined us, are actually joining us um, from the Waterloo, Toronto area. Today, I am joined by Alana Arthur, Sarah Juma, and Nadia Banton, all um, who are here today as part of an Innovate Inclusion conversation here, uh, specifically about uh, Black entrepreneurs. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. So this literally, I wish you could see us right now because we're literally in, uh, uh, we just basically built ourselves a studio uh, inside of uh, the WeTech Epicenter space. But I do want to give a big thank you to all of you for joining us today. We just finished up about three hour conversation about really a a really important conversation, diversity inclusion, but I don't want to talk anymore. So I'm going to give it to to each of you just to tell us a little bit about who you are and your journey to, to being here today. So you want to start with Sarah? Sure. Yeah. Hi, guys. My name is Sarah Juma. I am from Waterloo Region. I am a tech entrepreneur. I launched an app about eight years ago called Style ID. And based on the challenges that I faced as a woman of color within the tech ecosystem, I decided to launch Innovate Inclusion, which is a not-for-profit that advocates for the economic success of underrepresented entrepreneurs. And recently, we received funding from the federal government to... Um, to create a database to help underrepresented entrepreneurs easily identify programs and supports that are the right fit for them. And so that's what brought us here to Windsor today, because we're working with local organizations just to um, have a discussion on how we can collaborate uh, within the community to uh, make sure that entrepreneurs uh, know the resources that are available to them. And Sarah, why don't you share briefly about, we'll do the elevator pitch of what your company, your the tech company that you started. Sure. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Thanks. So Style ID is a mobile app that identifies items worn and seen on screen. So we work with the costume designers on set who help us identify the outfits that are worn, seen, and featured. We put them into a database, and the database um, allows end users like you to download the app, search the show, click on the character's face, click on the item that you see, and you'll be taken to the store to make the purchase. Awesome. And can people download the app now? Yes. Yes, yes, it is live. It is available. Download, download, download. Yes. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you. And Nadia, tell us more about yourself. Uh, So I am a Windsor alumni as well. Um, Coming back to be able to support your community, originally from Toronto and depoted into Waterloo, where I was working at Communitech as an innovation uh, advisor, strategic innovation advisor, um, where I met Sarah. Uh, My my day job, I'm a director of operations for uh, an innovation hub uh, alliance uh, that focuses on flexible hybrid electronics, but I have a passion for helping female entrepreneurs having built uh, the Women's Entrepreneurship Program at Communitech. And uh, Sarah was one of my clients and she asked for help and I came back and it comes back full circle. This is awesome. Women in empowering women. It's awesome. And Alana. Yes. I feel like I could tell your story because I introduced you today, but I'm going to let her do it because she's way better. (laughs) 
<laughs> so my name is Alana Arthur. I actually was born and raised here in Windsor and I'm also a University of Windsor alumni as well. Uh, I currently reside in Kitchener. I am the founder, owner, operator, and lead instructor at Freedom Cycle, an indoor spin studio located in downtown Kitchener. Um, we have uh, been working for the last year and a half towards opening this, this business and as of right now I am very much so along the path of advocating for diversity and inclusion within the fitness uh, space. Um, so I've just had the pleasure of meeting Nadia and Sarah through the last uh, year through our interactions and kind of just opportunities to be out in the community and talk and connect. Um, and I was invited here today to just share my story. Um, you know, I, I say it's a story of resiliency, but it's also a story of uh, triumph and uh, winning essentially. So uh, I'm so thrilled to be back in Windsor and to be back in this capacity because I can't tell you how proud I am of this uh, group of people who came together today. So we're, it's fresh in our minds. We just literally um, literally stepped out of our um, a roundtable conversation. So Sarah, you mentioned a little bit about Innovate Inclusion. Right. Um, and this is one of four stops that you're going to be making over the next uh, few months. So maybe tell us more about what you're, what you're hoping to learn from each of these spots. And maybe ladies, what did we, what, what are some of your kind of immediate, like what those aha moments or some learning that you learned here today in Windsor with meeting with some of the stakeholders? Right. So we are, uh, our first stop is here in Windsor. Uh, we're going to be heading out to Hamilton, Ottawa and Toronto. And our real hope is to connect with community organizations that, um, you know, incubators, organizations that either support uh, entrepreneurs or have an, in, have an interest in uh, reaching out to underrepresented entrepreneurs to offer their supports to them as well. And, you know, our hope is just to uh, just to work with them to figure out a collaborative strategy so that um, so that the resources they have are more readily known and available to uh, all entrepreneurs. Now you're going to Windsor, Hamilton, Toronto, and Ottawa. Ottawa yeah. And how are those selected? What were the what were the determinant factors with locating those four kind of hubs? Uh, well. <laughs> You know, we, we chose them because there are typically, uh, we, through our research, we found there were a large amount of uh, black um, individuals, underrepresented, underrepresented indiv individuals who resided in those mm -hmm. communities. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's, that's how they're picked. So, ladies, I'm going to look at all of you in terms of, you know, we just finished up. So any kind of key learnings or even just even people you met, like what are what are some of your feedbacks? This is the first session that you've done through this journey. Mm -hmm. um, any thoughts? I can say first, it was amazing to hear your stories. And I think already I have a list of takeaways as well, but I would love to hear yours. I personally think um, it's fantastic that this is happening. Um, as someone who went to school here, who grew up here in Windsor, I think more of this needs to happen. Um, the conversation is is extremely important in the development of the, you know, the Windsor economy. I think as an entrepreneur, um, if I would have stayed in Windsor, I don't know if I would have been where I am right now from an entrepreneurship perspective, but knowing that the future generations or the existing generations are starting to collaborate, talk more inclusively about opportunities and support systems available for um, people of color who have ideas and dreams and hopes to do something similar. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think just, again, opening up the conversation just allows people to think differently and allows people to think about opportunity differently. And Elena, you mentioned today about, you know, Windsor's changed than when, you know, you were, you were, and you're doing your um, undergrad or your bachelor's here. So um, it's nice to see you come back. And it's also nice to see that you're like, hey, you know, things are certain things are moving here. We do know Waterloo and Kitchener, Toronto have an amazing tech ecosystem. Nadia or Sarah, any, any feedback from today? I know it's like literally just happened. So I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm totally putting you on the spot. (laughs) Um, So I think something that you said today, uh, the Richard Branson, ABC, D, always be connecting the dots, that really resonated with me. Um, So I I like I always tell Sarah, that's my superpower, um, because I I naturally like to connect with people, and I can connect the dots, and that's kind of how this came together, because I found out that Alana was from Windsor, and I'm like, we're going to Windsor. Oh my this God, is amazing. It's like, um, but I think it was really interesting to have the diversity of the people that were in the room because we had, you know, regional innovation centers, economic development, community stakeholders, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, student groups, yeah. kind of thing. I think, I think you want to have those people in the room yeah. for di- diversity of thought and that yeah. kind of conversation. Yeah. I think that really worked really well. And I think uh, all the three of us, all four of us, can say that we know that there were connections that were made that are going to continue to happen. I think yeah. that that's. It's one of the things that we were looking for, but that swells my yeah. heart. Like I feel good about that, yeah. right? I know we're going right. to walk away from that, and those people are going to continue the conversation. Yeah, and and what I really appreciated was everybody that was in that room was really eager to want to collaborate, yes. and they just need more information on how we do that. Yeah, and so it's exciting to see everybody. Uh, everybody's willingness and I'm looking forward to uh, what the near future is going to hold. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of good uh, conversations today. We talked about, you know, how do we be more inclusive as a community, especially a community of entrepreneurship. And I can say as a leader of one of the organizations, we can always be more inclusive and and diverse. And something that I think regionally we're looking at, we are the fourth most multicultural city in Canada. Therefore, you know, our boardrooms, our incubators, our entrepreneurs should be diverse. Um, and it's something I, I can I can say is is not necessarily the case. Have you seen any successes in other regions, either whether through Innovate Inclusion or even just in your own entrepreneurial dreams that, that have done it right? Like what's working in other places um, so that, you know, things that we can take away? Because we didn't get too much into that today. Any any thoughts? And I maybe I'll look at Nadia because Nadia was one of the founders of an amazing program called Fierce Founders that is now in its fourth, fifth, it's, a, it's yeah. been many years. Um, actually, we're heading there in February. Um, it's a sole, like basically a female founders accelerator program, and the winner gets a hundred thousand dollars. So, to me, that has been a, a to me from a, a provincial standpoint or even a national standpoint has been a program that has really helped propel um, not just women of color but women as a whole in entrepreneurship. So, Nadia, any comments on that and like how you've seen that grow and, and really help tackle diversity and inclusion? Yeah, I think Community Tech was on the forefront earlier on the beginning uh it previously when i started I, we it was the women's entrepreneurship boot camp mm-hmm. so i built that and i think that was the impetus to um help build the fierce founders program and the accelerator program so mm-hmm. I, you know i think having that model and having that best practice and then you know it kind of moving forward through that and then the west program the women entrepreneurship strategy money that came, came yep. through with yep. federal government i think that just showed um what community did 
can happen in other regions, mm-hmm. right? So I think there's opportunity to be able to facilitate that through that strategy. I think it's awesome. Um, you're always going to get people that, like myself, and you know mm-hmm. the women that are in this room that want to help other women. So I'm going to be biased, even though I'm a Torontonian, and say that coming from Waterloo, Waterloo region does it great. I don't yeah. think there's er- ever been a time that we've asked to meet with someone yeah. and they haven't said yes, yeah. right? So I think... Um, I think when you realize that you can have that support system there because you you come from uh, an area where people want to see you succeed, I think that is a best practice. Yeah. Like I think just just being a good person, you don't even have to start a business, yeah. but just to kind of share your knowledge and share your wealth mm-hmm. and be able to help another person, yeah. Waterloo does it really well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I mean, you know, if we can take from that just to yeah. be able to put it into the other communities, mm-hmm. that's how you give back to each other. Yeah. Right. We came yeah. here, all three of us yeah. from Waterloo region to give yeah. back to this region. And I feel like you're now webbed into Windsor Essex now. So and Chatham <laughs> and Kent will, and all the right? other regions. Absolutely. So which is great. Um, any other kind of best practices you've seen to build a more inclusive entrepreneurial community? I know you have an amazing report that was published about Ontario. Basically, it was an Ontario incubator diversity report. Correct. Um, maybe was there any kind of obviously there was findings in there but some of the also look at the solutions for them any thoughts from the report well you know we're still looking into finding some solutions that are Mm -hmm. going to work in terms of diversity within the ecosystem but what I would like the audience listeners to do maybe is hashtag diversity done right and share some thoughts of um, what really moved them in terms of diversity within within the community and within their organizations that's mm-hmm. awesome. And the report, and as well as you have lots of opportunities, you talked about a scholarship fund. Um, was it the was it inclusive innovation uh, or for the tech events, for women in tech? Oh, right. Yes. So one Tell us the, more about that. Yeah. So one of our awareness programs that we have at Innovate Inclusion is Conference Connect, where we connect with um, conferences across Canada. We get some tickets, and then we offer those tickets to underrepresented entrepreneurs who can really have a lot to gain from having access to those um, to those places and people and networks. So you just got to keep a lookout on our um, on our social media for upcoming conferences. So to recap, we have hashtag diversity done right. That needs to be a trending hashtag, especially as we look to um, Black History Month, which is this month, as well as International Women's Day that's coming up. And then the website and social media handle, Sarah, what, how can people find more about She's looking at her phone right now, so we'll, we'll, we're going to get to that. We'll, we'll, right. we'll, we'll skip right along. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit maybe with, with um, Alana about some of, the, some of the, I think, I always like challenges, but I think opportunities are great too, as a woman of color in entrepreneurship. So maybe you can talk briefly about some of your challenges, how you maybe overcame them, and, and also advice. I know a lot of you know, women always are looking for advice. How did you do what yeah. you do in yeah, I think that, um, the so I, I will say this, that the biggest thing uh, for me going forward is to start conversations at an earlier age um, and really give people opportunities to dream. I know I mentioned that earlier, but um, it's so important because I feel like growing up in Windsor and having immigrant parents um, being very, you know, 
foundational uh, driven, essentially get a nine to five, mm-hmm. go to work, buy your house, buy your car, check, yep. check, 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 live this life. Um, there's no opportunity to dream past that, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a really big roadblock for me. Um, I have an amazing support system, amazing family. However, that's what they knew. And that kind of um, you know, cultural cycle uh, was very much so alive and well in my mind when I was choosing to start my own business. Um, so that was a huge road, roadblock. And in addition to that, there's, you know, there's perceptions and mm-hmm. there's, there's people will automatically count you out before you have an opportunity to show them what you have. So, you know, I talked a little bit about, you know, my roadblocks and struggles with financing and, and being able to secure that. I talked about, you know, my contractors not necessarily listening to me or talking over me and when I'm trying to be assertive and move things mm-hmm. along, you know, and I talked about people mistaking me for an instructor as opposed to to the owner. Um, so those are all roadblocks that I think going into this journey, I needed to address. Um, I needed to kind of talk myself up. I had to, you know, have that game time discussion with myself and list, say, listen, this is what you're up against. You know you're up against this, so you need to be strong. Your back is going to be against the wall. And this is not just a, you know, a woman of color in uh, entrepreneurship. This is a woman in entrepreneur- entrepreneurship <laughs> issue, right? So you have to talk yourself up and you have to be ready to you know, go up against some of these roadblocks that will inevitably come your way. Um, so freedom, we, we, had a, we had a support system. We were able to um, uh, talk to a lot of people who were able to give emotional support, which I think is extremely important in the black community, um, that there's a whole other level of issues and psychological issues that we deal with um, that we don't talk enough about. So it's never black and white. There's a whole lot of gray in there. So, right. um, you know, what I hope to... Uh, you know, see come out of this is these conversations happening Mm -hmm. early and often and also trying to really attack and start to open conversations about those issues that exist within, you know, whether it be Caribbean, whether it be like, I don't know, whether it be, um, you know, what have you with regards to kind of stigmas that exist in your own Mm -hmm. families, in your Mm -hmm. own homes that Mm -hmm. prevent you from seeing past the nine to five. And you talked about that. You also talked about your circle of, you know, mentors yeah. and your kind of, you had had a, a picture of your partner yes. and two other females who were really, you said, were like those keys. So yes. how important were they in your journey? I tell them all the time to this day, I couldn't have done it without them. I met them and within five minutes, they're like, you got this. They, they had my back. Mm-hmm. They had been through what I had been through, right? So instances where you walk into the bank and they look at you up and down and they say, sorry, it's not going to happen here. I could go back to them and say, listen, guys, this happened to me. They're like, it happened to me too, you know, and this, this is how I dealt with it, right? So it's really important to be able to have a network and see through, um, you know, get feedback from somebody who's able to see through your lens, right? right. Um, super important. And I think the really great thing about it was I mentioned it that within the first 10 minutes, five minutes of knowing these people, they were team freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so amazing. And they're still team And they're so in shape day. now. Yeah. <laughs> they're so in shape. Yes. So we, it's a beautiful network of three individuals. And I mean, the network spans larger than mm-hmm. that, but you know, I'm so happy to support everything that they're doing. They are always showing up for me in every single way possible. And I tell you, I don't know if I could have done this without them. And entrepreneurship is lonely. And that's the it story is. that never gets told. You know, a yeah. lot of entrepreneurs, um, we want more women to be part of the Google search as well as all of the headlines. Um, but no one tells you how lonely it can yeah. be. So mm-hmm. um, Nadia and Sarah, any thoughts in terms of mentorship? And I know it's, again, a question a lot of, we talk about how do we get more women into STEM, into entrepreneurship, and it's lack of role models, lack of mentors. So um, any thoughts on either how to go about finding a mentor, how successful you've been, and who are your mentors? Any comments on that? 
So in terms of finding uh, a mentor, I'd say get out into your community and start connecting. You know, don't be shy to go into your local incubators. Just find an opportunity to get out there Mm -hmm. and connect because that's what's going to give you the ability to find the right people uh, to give you the right advice that you need. Now, do you all get approached to be mentors? I imagine you're both like all three of you are icons. And like I said, people who've been so successful despite, you know, the challenges that have faced, that have you faced. So mm-hmm. do you get asked a lot? Yeah, often, often. And I do what I can because I, I, as you can see with Innovate Inclusion, it's just my goal to help other entrepreneurs coming up to make it an easier time for them. And so I'm always open to, to helping in any way I can. Yeah, well, I yeah. do as well. And it's actually really interesting. Um, there, There is a uh, women in communication technology group in Waterloo region. Mm-hmm. And this was actually the first time I'm going out as a mentee. And so I joined the group as to, to get to that next level. Right. And so I think unless it's part of what Alana's saying, part of that growing. So we can't continue to help other people if we're not growing ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so this opportunity came up and they're doing it and it has nothing to do with color or diversity mm-hmm. in, you know, being yeah. underrepresented. It was just about supporting women. Yeah. And so I think there are a lot of opportunities. And I think to Sarah's point, if you want to become a mentor or you're looking for a mentor, I think you have to do the work for it. Yes, I think it's yes. not easy. I don't think you're going to find someone, but you have to just keep asking people and see if you can and just do the work. I have some phenomenal mentors that I, I mention all the time, and I love them. Right? And yeah, so, and no. I think, um, Mentorship's important. I think, too, it's not also being a mentor, but also, as you said, Nadia, as like a mentee, right? Like, I still want to be mentored. Like, mm-hmm. even though people ask me to be their mentor, I'm like, no, I need a mentor, too, right? Like, with the, you need... I always said, like, you need coaching your whole life. Like, I always said, lifelong learner. I think um, you mentioned that, Alana, is, like, you're constantly eager to learn and want to grow. And I think that's just part of being an entrepreneur is you're never never done, right? Right. So um, did you find the social media handles? I did. Yes. I did. How do we connect with Innovate Inclusion? On Twitter, you can find us at inink. That's I-N-N-I-N-C. And on Instagram, we're Innovate Inclusion. So I have two last questions. My last question, I ask all of the um, guests in the show. But my, I guess my second last question is, this month is um, Black History Month. And um, it's something that I think is celebrated in a lot of communities. I know we've got some things here happening. Um, but what, what, what would you like to take, uh, for people to take away from this month? And how would you encourage them um, to get to take part of it and why, right? So I think it's such a, a piece of history that... Um, that I think we all need to learn. So I'm going to leave it to you, just to both of you to share um, what, what are your thoughts or messages, I guess, back to our listeners. Message. So I, I think Black History Month is a great month to recognize um, all of the uh, all of the wonderful things that the community has done. And I would just like to maybe take it a step forward and see if we can continue that throughout the throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Black History Month is like the Super Bowl every day for me in February. Like I, That's how excited I get about it. And really, it's an opportunity to just showcase and highlight the talent that exists. And, you know, we don't talk enough about it, right? Um, one of the big things that um, I'm advocating for and being very vocal about uh, for Black History 2020 is that um, I had this moment of realization where... Um, I am one, Freedom Cycle is one of two Black-owned indoor cycling studios in all of Canada. And I 
had this moment where I realized Freedom Cycle is black history. Absolutely. You know I mean? So this is something that has only been done in one other instance, right? This mm-hmm. is a huge accomplishment. That's so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just being able to take a step back and understand what you're contributing to the next generation, right? Right. So when I'm long gone, Freedom Cycle will still yeah. have the, you know, we will still be able to say that about this organization. So I'm so thrilled to be able to share that and, and talk about that, you know, for Black History 2020 and Black History Months to come because right. it's a huge accomplishment and, you know, I just think it's fantastic. And I believe you have an award that either, are you a finalist or are you a winner of the award? I am a nominee. A nominee, which is yes. still amazing. Yes. That's so amazing. And what award is it? It is the uh, Entrepreneurship Award from Afropolitan Canada. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the nominees were just announced today and I am amongst some incredible human beings up for that award. And I'm just so happy to be part of the conversation because I think it's an important one. That's awesome. Nadia, anything else to add to Black History Month? Uh, Yeah, I mean, as a a mother of a mixed-race child, Black history is really important for me. I think it's really important to be able to share those stories and have our children be able to see that and carry on for the next generation. Um, But I think just even just to be able to celebrate the successes in, Mm -hmm. uh, again, in Waterloo, uh, the three of us are going to be at an event that's going to be one of the first in the region held by Women uh, Tech Makers Associations, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, And it's about celebrating black history in our community. And so I think it's really important to be able to do that. And I think uh, there's a quote that um, one of the... uh, producers of, of the event has put out and she it's basically says the most important thing is to try and inspire people so that they can be great in whatever they want to do and it was a Kobe Bryant uh, oh, quote yeah. and so I think that's really important because mm-hmm. in and of itself that's really what we're trying to do we're trying to inspire the next generation mm-hmm. and the tech maker symposium or event you're talking about is that the tech makers through Google uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Women Tech Maker Association. So we just Black got Google. our first ambassador here. Yeah. So now we have a Google Developers Group, a Google Student Club, oh. and a Women Tech Makers Group. So we're very. It's again, we're moving along. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, I did see something, and I actually, ironically, had saved this before before I, I met you, ladies. But it was, and again, I don't have a source because there's nothing on source. So hopefully, I'm not sharing fake news. But it's in honor of Black History Month, all of the Black inventors, and it gives a list. It's actually really interesting. So, air conditioning unit. You have um, clothes dryer, curtain rod, gas mask, golf tee, guitar, hairbrush, lantern, keychain, ironing board, phone transmitter, thermostat control, traffic light, shampoo, headrest pencil sharpener record a player arm i'm not going to list all of them but when you look at this long list there's a lot of innovations that have come Mm -hmm. from um, from the black community so um again i have a lot to learn and i look forward that you you know to continue following your journeys and um and to finish this list at home (laughs) and and also embrace um some of the stuff that we have here locally in black history month so my last question because i know um all of you have to get onto the road um is and I don't know, were you at Elevate, the Elevate Tech Conference by chance in September uh, in Toronto? Anyways, their theme was Moonshot, right? So one, I wanted to ask all of you, and I know you have no time to prep for this, so um, it'll be okay if you have like a half moonshot, um, although you're all big thinkers. So what is your moonshot for, for the next year and decade to come? So what is that big, hairy, audacious goal that you have? It could be personally, professionally, globally, whatever. Um, I'm going to look at Sarah. She's like, don't ask me first, but, um, Sarah, my, my moonshot would definitely be around, uh, my baby style ID and, uh, getting that launched on the continent in Africa. 
Yeah. Are you allowed to share your good news about the about how it's going? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Stay tuned. Yes. Stay tuned. Um, Again, and next time you're watching an award show, I guess you could like, like right when we look at the Emmys and stuff, like... Not the Emmys television shows, but hopefully we can include that in the moonshot So if I'm watching... I watch Grace and Frankie. I love that show. Can I actually... Fantastic. Is that a... I can watch that show and if I love something Jane Fonda's wearing, I can... Not yet. Not Grace and Frankie, but that's going. We'll definitely get that on. So, the what list. shows can people leverage? Like, what would so be? So, we do How to Get Away with Murder. Oh. Yeah, Modern Family, Power. So, Young these and are all big shows. So, next time you're watching any of these shows, you can get out the app. And, and basically you scan, explain how it works just quickly because so, I also want to put it through my head as how do I work with this. So you download the app, you click on the television show, uh, the television show will bring up a bunch of characters and you click on the character that you saw with the outfit on and then um, all of their outfits will show up underneath the character and when you click on that outfit it'll take you to the store to make the purchase. That's amazing. This is Thank deadly. You. I should not have known about this. I know. <laughs> I, was I, know I was like, um, <laughs> there's going to be a lock on my phone. Oh, yes. Nadia, moonshot. Yeah, I, I'm a woman that needs to prepare for these kind of things. But I, as I said, I'm, I'm a director of operations for a flexible hybrid electronics company. Um, and I think it's really about being able to promote women in a different environment. So we talk about STEAM and STEM, and yes. this is a straight-up yes. electronics. Uh, it's a new environment for myself, and so I've helped uh, women in a lot of different uh, different spaces. This is brand new for me, and I want to be able to help women be, be that moonshot for them and kind of shed a light of women in that space. Elena. Um, my moonshot. Okay, so I think the biggest thing uh, for me will be to further further the conversation of diversity and fitness. I think that that is such an important um, area that we need to start focusing on because there are so many disadvantaged groups out there that um, need to start focusing on self-care. And I think that's an extremely important conversation. So that's the first one. The second one is I want to use my platform to speak more about women as entrepreneurs, black women as entrepreneurs. Um, I mentioned earlier, give me a mic and I'm ready to go. So I'm I'm looking at her now. She is ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I love it, right? Um, And then the last last thing there, um, outside of obviously growing uh, Freedom Cycle, um, is to really be a mentor to young women, uh, young girls who aspire to become entrepreneurs because it's very important to me not necessarily having a full backing from my family um, about, you know, um, owning a small business, being able to be an outlet listen to these right. girls, you know, because the reality is, is that based on cultural beliefs, nobody could be listening to them. So I want to be able to be that kind of that ear to them, that sounding board. And that's going to be something that I do more and more in the future to come. What am That's amazing. I feel like I'm in the room with like three Wonder Women. Like it's like the next, uh, you're going to be in the next movie that's coming out. So So you all mentioned, again, you're all doing amazing things. I think you have so much to add, whether it be speaking or knowledge and building programs and technology and inclusivity. How do people connect with you? So if there is a young or any, I guess, any age woman or male that wants to connect and learn more from you, whether it's to get you to speak, to talk about, you know, innovate inclusion, how do they connect with you? Are you best to connect Social platforms, email. Yeah, definitely uh, connect with me on uh, on Innovate Inclusion social platforms. 
Perfect. And Nadia, is there an easy way to connect with yourself? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Okay. And Alana? Um, social platforms are best. Uh, so I'll just throw it out there. My handle is um, Alana on purpose. Um, and if you're interested in checking out Freedom Cycle, yeah. it is Freedom Cycle Fit. Okay. So, and also LinkedIn as usual. And we're planning a Freedom Cycle True North party. Yes. So we're going to do a cycle yes. during True North. So I will, I'm going to give out a shout out to Ian Klugman and his team and we're coming for you. Um, <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much for saying yes to this most impromptu podcast ever. Um, again, thank you for choosing Windsor and, and and allowing us to share our story, but more importantly, for you to share your vision and your stories, because I think this is just one step or a spark that's going to spark multiple conversations. As you saw, the business cards being exchanged in the room, mm-hmm. there's so many uh, opportunities for us to continue to build and have this conversation. So um, we look forward to hearing um, about your next three visits and also the findings that you find mm-hmm. throughout the Innovate Inclusion. And we do want to give a shout out to the um, Canadian government um, Mm -hmm. who is sponsoring. It's the Heritage. Sarah, I'm looking at you. The the Canadian Heritage Department. Yes. Wonderful, because these initiatives don't um, don't happen without support, whether Absolutely. it's from industry or government. So thank you. And um, this concludes another edition of Tech in the City. 